Welcome to Local St. Charles. This podcast is done in conjunction with the Greater St. Charles County Chamber of Commerce and focuses on local businesses, their successes, their stories, and their challenges. The Local St. Charles podcast is produced by Changescape Web. Hey everybody, this is Ken Tucker with Changescape Web. Welcome to this episode of the Local St. Charles podcast. Today I am joined by Lisa Key, who is the Chief Development Officer of Emmaus Homes. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, Ken. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you and learn more about Emmaus Homes. So tell me a little bit about your background and then also tell me uh, what is Emmaus Homes and and what do you guys do? Sure. Um, So my background is that while I'm not a native of this area, I have been here since high school and for the burning question that everyone always asks in St. Louis, I went to Wentzville Senior High back when there was only one right? Now there's four. So um, I have my undergraduate degree from Southeast and my grad degree from Lindenwood University. My entire career experience has been spent in St. Charles County working for local nonprofit organizations. I have worked in development for more than 30 years, raising money for a variety of organizations throughout the metropolitan area. Um, I landed at Emmaus Homes about a dozen years ago when they recruited me to join them, and I've served as their chief development officer since then. Emmaus Homes is one of the largest nonprofit organizations in the St. Louis metropolitan area. We provide services for adults with developmental disabilities. So we currently serve about 200 clients who have a variety of needs. Um, and they live in homes of their own choosing throughout the St. Louis metropolitan area. So about 40 homes. Um, we actually serve five counties, St. Louis, St. Charles, Warren, Lincoln, and Franklin counties. We serve adults with developmental disabilities, as I mentioned, any anyone from the age of 18 on up. And it's not unusual for us to serve someone for their entire adult life. So we've had clients that have been with us for 40, 50 plus years. We're really proud of the work that we do. We're a faith-based organization and we have an excellent reputation in our community as being one of the best providers for this type of service. Wow, that, that's, that's incredible. So you guys uh, actually work uh, and, and go to people's homes uh, and, and don't actually have uh, provide housing facilities or anything like that. Is that correct? So historically, our services were provided on campuses. Like that was very mm-hmm. much the model back, um, you know, in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. However, since the 1980s, you know, our goal has to provide those same types of services, but not in a campus-like setting. So if you think mm-hmm. about it, like if you have a child and they go off to college, they're okay, like living on a campus in a dorm for a couple of years of their life, right? That's a part of their experience. That was very similar for our clients. However, our clients and their families wanted them to experience the same things that you and I do. They wanted them to be able to live in a home of their own choosing. So what we do is uh, we work with the client and help him or her select a roommate or two, or perhaps we already have an established home somewhere where we match those clients up. We don't own the home. We have outside what we call angel investors who actually buy the home and our clients rent the home from them. Emmaus works to secure the rent, right? If something happens and they can't pay the rent, we're going to make sure that rent is paid. But then what we do is we come in and provide services to the clients in those homes. So we provide 24 hour round the clock services for our clients. 
And, you know, people often ask, well, what kind of services do you provide? Well, it depends on what they need, right? Some of our clients may need just a little bit of service, right? They may need some help with preparing food or preparing a budget or getting to work or getting to their day program, right? We can provide all those kinds of things. We also have clients that have a much greater need um, for services. So they may need help with showering and personal hygiene and things like that. So it's, it's sort of a blend and a mix of anything that you can imagine in terms of the services that our folks need. Wow. That's, that's amazing. So do the folks that you work with, uh, do they typically have jobs? And if so, do you work with uh, other nonprofits like I know Valley Industries and, sure. and what, you know, work with, uh, folks of, of all needs to, to make sure that they have meaningful employment. I mean, meaningful, meaning it, it's important to the people, you know, to be able to, to do their own jobs. We do, you know, so our, yeah, I always like to tell people that our clients are really, really active, like they're active members in the community. And if they choose to work, we certainly support them in that. And we have some folks that work competitively. So they may work at the local grocery store or movie theater or something like that. A lot of our clients also volunteer. They okay. serve as volunteers for Meals on Wheels, or perhaps they volunteer in their own church. Many of them are involved in local gyms and go there daily to work out. So it's, it's sort of, you know, we meet with the client and their loved ones or family members and talk with them about, you know, what plan looks best for them. Like, so we may chart out, you know, personal goals, activity goals, professional goals, health goals, things like that. And, and we craft this plan of care and this plan of service for that client. And then our staff, they work to support that. So Okay. You know, when COVID hit, right, and, and the world was in lockdown, our clients, it was really, really tough on them because they went from, you and I, we're out in the community every day, right? We're going to the store, we're going to worship services, we're going to our jobs, we're doing whatever. And effectively, at some point, we had to say, our clients weren't allowed to leave their homes for an extended period of time because, as you remember, you know, everybody was worried about their health and safety. And for our clients, many of them have underlying health conditions, right? Okay. So that put them at an even greater risk. So yeah. that period of time where we had them in lockdown, we had to get really, really creative with how to keep folks entertained. Just like, you know, you and I were probably sitting at home bored, right? Sure, so we yeah. had to come up with ways to keep our clients entertained as well. So, but, you know, now things are back to somewhat normal and they're they're back out in the community and they're thriving. They're absolutely thriving. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, you've already touched a little bit upon this, but I, I'd love it if you would uh, kind of address what value do you, do you really see in your work? I mean, there are so many things you've already described, but <laughs> anything else that, uh, that you, that you have in mind? Well, you know, for me, um, as I mentioned earlier, I have worked for um, nonprofits my entire professional career. And what I can say is that when I chose to join Emmaus Homes, Emmaus is a faith-based organization. And so for me, that brings another layer of care and concern and another level of professionalism to the organization. So, you know, when you work for a faith-based organization, there's just a, a different set of standards there. We're very, very transparent and we're very, um, we're very thoughtful and purposeful in everything that we do. Not that our other organizations aren't, I'm just saying from my experience. And so, you know, I like to tell people the story that, you know, I have a couple of kids and, you know, when it was time for them to leave the home and, 
you know, go off to college. I had to trust that they were going to make the right decisions. Right. You know, at some point you have to just sort of throw up your hands and go, oh, my kids are going to do what they're going to do. Well, when you're a parent of a child with disabilities, right, whether they're an adult or not, you know, oftentimes that child has lived in the natural home with their parents their entire life. And at some point it often becomes a, cr a crisis situation where the parent has become ill or is hospitalized or perhaps has even passed away. And the other parent or the other family members have to make a difficult choice to place their loved one into the care and service of another. So as a parent or a loved one, imagine how tough that must be, right? Because I don't know about you, but nobody can take better care of my family than I can, right? And so I'm trusting as a parent that you're going to care for and love my child just as much as I do. And that's what Emmaus is. That's yeah. what sets us apart from everybody else is that we provide that level of service, that level of care, that level of faith and spirituality that you're not going to find in other organizations. So it's, for me, it's a real honor to serve not only our clients, but also our community in this way. Yeah. I love what you have on your website, you know, helping people with developmental disabilities live like you and me. I mean, that's just, yep. that, that's incredibly powerful. Mm -hmm. um, and and that is our goal. Yeah. That, that, that's incredible. Um, so you, you said that you serve the five counties. Uh, you uh -huh. are actually based in St. Charles. Uh, we are. Correct? Yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. so I just put the address up on, uh, on screen for people to be able to, to find out more about you and, uh, whatnot. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm board president of a, of a nonprofit called the modern American dance company. And, uh, you know, for us during the whole COVID era, you know, it, it, it's been tough on nonprofits. Um, have you guys, have you guys seen any, any challenges specifically around, um, you know, what, what happened during COVID and now that we're kind of coming out of the extreme situations of COVID moving forward, uh, you know, what are your biggest challenges? Um, so for us, our historically, our greatest challenge has always been staffing, right? So even when other industries didn't experience this, you know, staffing crisis, we were always in crisis, right? We're 130 years old. We've been continuously providing services for more than 130 years. And when we go back and look at our board notes from 130 years ago, they talk about the need for staff. So it's it's a part of our DNA, right? Sure. However, COVID exacerbated that for us, right? Much like everybody else. And so, you know, we've sort of operated within the staffing crisis for years. And part of the challenge is, is that we are not reimbursed at an appropriate rate for our services. So how we are paid for our services is through state and federal funding. So we receive funding from the state of Missouri and also from the federal government. However, they have always sort of lagged behind the market in terms of what we should pay our folks. Um, in recent years, our starting pay has been $15 an hour. Now, if you think about it, you can probably go to Target or McDonald's or Jack in the Box to make $15 an hour. Well, that's great work. It's not necessarily meaningful work. The work that we provide is very meaningful. However, it's tough. It can be really hard work to perform the level of work that we do. So in recent years, our board of directors made this really bold decision that, you know what, we want to try to attract and retain the best staff. And so we currently pay $18 an hour to start, right? Yeah. You know, that didn't really necessarily have that great of an impact on our staffing. So what we've done is partner with the state of Missouri. And what we're doing now is if you join us as a frontline employee, so you're a team member who's going to work with our clients, 
your pay is $18 an hour. However, we've provided these additional educational opportunities for you that if you take um, so many hours of online classes that teach you how to be a better staff person at Emmaus, you will make $20 an hour. So we call it the path to 20. And what we're hoping that will help us do is to not only attract staff, but also to retain staff. Because in our industry, this industry that provides services to folks with developmental disabilities, the staff, the staff turnover rate is alarmingly high. At times ours has been 75%. So you can imagine that, you know, for every every hundred people that you hire, 75 of them are going to walk out the door. So we're trying to stabilize our workforce. So that's, that's perhaps our greatest challenge currently. Yeah. um, I work with an organization that delivers Head Start and uh, women, Mm -hmm. infant children programs in, in Las Vegas. And one of the things that they have also done because staffing is their biggest challenge as well. uh, They've got so many people that they could serve, but they can't serve them. Mm-hmm. Of the staff, and I'm sure it sounds like you're in that same situation. Uh, you know, they've put a premium on even addressing things like and building in mental health days. You know, where they they try to provide flexibility. I mean, mental health has become a major problem for yes. so many of us. You know, and and so recognizing that and and just putting a focus on it, and you know, trying to incorporate it and and building that into the organizational culture. Uh, you know, can be a really powerful thing. So I'm sure you guys are looking to doing a lot of the same things uh, as well. It it really comes down to the power of the culture and, and serving and helping people. And, 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 you know, that's, that's incredibly challenging, but it's also incredibly rewarding. Agreed. Yeah. You know, our staff, oh my gosh, we are so blessed with our team members. They are some of the hardest working, most dedicated, caring people that you can ever ever imagine. And, you know, I I compare this to like providing services for the elderly, right? Currently my mom, you know, is pushing 90 and she recently had a fall. And so she's in assisted living right now. And, and I look at the work that those people do. I mean, it's, it's this work that it comes from the heart. It's an act of service. You're a loyal servant to another human being. And that's the work that our team members do on a daily basis. And yeah, we worry about them. I mean, we, We thankfully, because of our new program, Path to 20, we've been able to give our team members some relief because especially during COVID, we saw where folks were working 70 or 80 hours plus per week, right? I mean, we just, between the virus and between short staffing, we just, we were burning the candle at both ends. So we have seen some relief there, but we hope to continue to provide them relief. We also offer a number of ways that folks can advance their careers at Emmaus, and there's a lot of different career paths that they can take. And much like I shared with you earlier, it's not uncommon for us to serve a client for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. It's not all that uncommon for us to have a team member who's worked with us as many years as that as well. So what we find is once people come to the organization, they, they fall in love with the mission and ministry of it, and they make that their career. And that's that's what we're working to to continue to grow at our organization. Yeah. Awesome. So having said all of that, how can the community best help support the mission of Emmaus House? Oh, yeah, there's a couple of ways. First off, I would encourage your listeners to go to our website, which is certainly listed at emmaushomes.org, and take a look at the open positions that we have, right? 
we are really flexible um, in terms of, um, you know, the folks that we interview and ultimately hire. We have part-time positions. We have full-time positions. We have PRN positions. So maybe, I don't know, you're a retired person that just wants to work a, a handful of hours per pay period. We can certainly work around that. In the summer, it's not unusual for us to hire college students to come in and to work with us. So we're, we're pretty flexible in terms of what we can provide um, in terms of hours. So that's one great way you could help us. The second way is obviously to make a donation to our organization. You know, for every 90 to 92 cents in care or in services that we provide to our clients, about that much is covered through our federal and state funding sources. But that remaining eight to 10 cents, that equals about $2 million. So we have a $2 million shortfall every year. And so that's what people like me and my team members work to do. We work to close that gap. So we hold a variety of fundraising events throughout the year. We have a golf tournament uh, coming up uh, later in April. We've got a couple of other events listed on our website. You can actually just go to the website and make a one-time gift or become a monthly donor. We would love that. So that's the second way. And the third way is um, to consider joining our advocacy team, right? So our voices, the ones that reach out to our elected officials, those voices actually have an impact when they're actually on the chamber floor and making a vote about bu the budget. Recently, the governor had the state of the state union and he announced that there would be no increase in the payment provided to providers like us. And so, um, as I mentioned, we're currently dipping into our reserves to be able to pay our employees a living wage, which is our goal. We want them to have a living wage. And so if you, your listeners would help us advocate, and it can be as simple as writing a letter to your elected official. It can be making a phone call. It can be following them on Twitter, whatever it is, and making your voice heard. And so the more voices that we have in Jefferson City, the louder we are, and that helps our work continue. So yeah. it, there's uh, lots of different ways that you can help us, and all of them are listed on the website. Okay. So you mentioned you got federal and state funding. Do you mm -hmm. get the federal funding dispersed through state agencies? We do. Yes. Okay. So, so then really by all means, you know, reach out and uh, to your congressman and contact them as well. But also it sounds to me like the most important is to reach out to, uh, to the Missouri state legislature. It is. Yeah. yeah. And you know, many people are often a little off put by it. They're like, well, I don't know how to do that. On our website, we have an advocacy um, coordinator. His name is Austin. He's wonderful. He's very helpful and he can certainly walk you through the process. And you know, it's certainly nothing to be afraid of. These folks were elected by the people to serve the people and they need to hear what the people want and what the people need. And so, you know, Again, the, the more ways and the more people that we have that reach out to them is helpful and impactful when it comes time to actually make a decision about funding services like ours. Yeah. I believe you guys are members of the St. Charles Regional Chamber. Um, we are. I, I, awesome. Uh, I would love to hear, you know, how involvement with the chamber has been beneficial for your organization. So we've been longtime members of the chamber. And, and from my perspective, what I can say is it will, it serves so many purposes, right? It's a great networking opportunity. So I get to meet people from other organizations and I get to talk with them about possible collaborations. We, 
we share ideas. You know, that's the thing about St. Charles and actually the St. Louis metropolitan area as a whole. I mean, we're all kind of fishing from the same pond, right? But everybody wants to help everybody else, you know, um, to succeed. So there's that aspect. It's an opportunity for us to, um, you know, perhaps reach out to Scott or reach out to Lori and say, hey, you know, I have this need. I'm looking for this X, Y, or Z, or I'd like to meet this person. Can you help? Yeah, they're happy to help. It doesn't matter. You know, if they can facilitate that meeting or that introduction, they're happy to do that. Yeah. You know, and then there's also the monthly luncheons where, you know, you get to an opportunity to listen to a speaker who you might not otherwise have had that same opportunity. So, you know, I know in this upcoming um, luncheon that we're going to be listening to the county executive, Steve Elman, talk about his plans and in the future for St. Charles County. So it's all it's very informative. A lot of that information helps us craft our strategic plan at Emmaus Homes. Right. And so it's just I sort of liken it to like a high tide raises all ships. So when you're a member of the St. Charles Chamber of Commerce or the St. Charles Regional Chamber, it really, it's an educational opportunity. It's a networking opportunity. And it's just an opportunity to learn more and become a better member of our community. Yeah. I'm active in different ways than maybe most chamber members. Um, I'm not a big networker, um, but I love doing stuff like this. And, you know, I, I was, uh, uh, involved with the technology committee for years, mm-hmm. uh, which, which, you know, was a blast. We had, we had a lot of fun doing that. And uh, there are so many different ways that you can get involved and, and, you know, really ultimately it's about building community and, and, and building relationships and connections. It, and absolutely it is. Absolutely. Any other thoughts that you want to share? Well, first of all, um, so your golf tournament is coming up. That looks like it's April 28th. It is. So yes. you can register on the website. It's very prominent at the top of the website. So folks go check that out. If you're a golfer or uh, you just want to help out. Uh, yeah. Sure you guys There's volunteer opportunities. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Volunteer awesome. opportunities there. Yes. So what else should we know that we haven't already talked about in regard to Emmaus house or Emmaus homes, correct? Not Emmaus house. Right. Emmaus Homes. Yes. Um, You know, just that there's, we're blessed to be a part of this community. We're one of the oldest organizations that has been continuously operating for 130 years. So I like to tell people we must be doing something right. Um, You know, we have great partners with the United Way and other funding agencies like the Developmental Disabilities Resource Board in St. Charles. Um, But as far as your listeners go, I would say just, you know, take a look at our website. There's there's something for everybody on our website. If you're looking for a part-time job, if you'd like to host a third-party fundraiser for us. So we have, you know, we have folks that'll have a wine tasting party at their house and donate the proceeds from that to our organization. Over the holidays, we have folks that adopt one of our client homes and go in and host a Christmas celebration complete with a complete Christmas dinner and presents for our clients. We have a need for volunteers. We always have a need for volunteers, whether it's at special events or perhaps they come and they help with yard work at our community homes or come into the corporate office and help us with, you know, a variety of things. There's just, there really is something for everybody. If you need a speaker at your organization or at your church, please call us. We're happy to come out and tell you the story about Emmaus. Um, There's just a ton of ways. And so 
our website provides all the information that you might need. It also includes phone numbers. You, you know, I encourage people to call me directly and I'm happy to talk with them about ways that they can help because there are a lot of ways that we could use your help. Yeah, awesome. Lisa, I really enjoyed talking with you and uh, I've certainly learned a lot and uh, I love what you guys do. I, I think it's, you. Uh, you know, uh, wonderful that you guys help so many people across the area. Uh, and uh, I really appreciate your time. So thanks so much. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. We want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. Please be sure and subscribe to the local St. Charles podcast in your podcast software. We'd love for you to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And please don't forget to visit localstcharles.com for more episodes, information on local businesses, free resources, and a link to set up a free consultation with the host of this podcast. Thanks again and stay tuned.